We'll turn now to our business update then. And with the threat of debt default looming over the United States federal government, this comes as negotiations in Congress over the raising or suspension of the debt ceiling are still at a standstill. Our business editor, Charles Pelligrant, is here with more. Hi, Charles. Hi, Aaron. The Congressional Budget Office, a nonpartisan agency, is projecting that sometime between July and September, the government will be unable to make debt payments. Uh, that's uh, the nation's de debt ceiling isn't, uh, isn't raised or suspended before then. The debt currently stands over $31 trillion. And that uh, will depend on Congress and negotiations between the ruling Democrats and the Republicans who now control the House of Representatives and disagree on how best to rebalance the budget. Joe Biden has advocated for increased taxation of corporations and billionaires, while House Republicans have been putting the onus more on spending cuts. While the Congressional Budget Office also gave a dire ass assessment of the government's finances over the next decade, the government's deficit will keep growing every year. In 2022, that deficit was worth over $1.3 trillion. And 10 years from now, it could be worth over $2.7 trillion. Cumulatively, the next decade could lead to a shortfall of over $18 trillion, made worse by high inflation and interest rates, which make debt repayments more expensive. Take a listen. Non-interest spending substantially exceeds revenues in our projections, and that's even though pandemic-related spending lessens. And then in addition, rising interest rates drive up the cost of borrowing. The resulting deficits steadily increase the government's debt. And over the long term, our projections suggest that changes in fiscal policy must be made to address the rising cost of interest and mitigate other adverse consequences of high and rising debt. Here in France, car manufacturer Renault is back in the game. Those are the words of chief executive Luca De Meo. Uh, because it had to divest itself from its business in Russia, uh, Renault actually posted a loss of 700 million euros last year, but its profitability has increased. Its operating margin rising from 2.8% to 5.6%. That's the percentage of a sale that translates into profits, excluding payments of taxes or interests. Well, that goal has been reached three years earlier than planned. Renault now focusing on cutting costs and selling cars with higher margins. And let's, uh, let's take a look at the markets this uh, Thursday morning. European indices trading higher at the open this uh, Thursday. You can see the FTSE in London up over one, half a percent. Paris CAC 40 up uh, over eight tenths of a percent. Um, the FTSE interesting to see here. This after um, it hit a new record on Wednesday, trading over eight thousand points. And the main indices in Asia trading largely higher as well. As we can see, uh, the Nikkei in Tokyo finishing the session over two thirds of a percent, and the Kospi in Seoul finishing the session uh, close to. Uh, two percent higher. The only outlier here is the, the Shanghai Composite. Uh, Japan posted a record trade deficit uh, for last year. And Sri Lanka has increased electricity prices by 66 percent this Thursday. The government hopes this will help persuade the International Monetary Fund to provide an emergency support package to its struggling economy. It'll be a hard pill to swallow for Sri Lankans, though, who are already dealing with inflation running over 50 percent. But with a lack of foreign currency reserves, the government is having trouble paying for vital imports like food, fuel, and medicine. Well, here in France, the aging of, uh, the, aging of the population is, is uh, one of the arguments used to push for pension reform. In Seoul and South Korea, this is used as a reason to demand the raising of the age that people can ride the subway uh, for free. 
well, one business is actually using the older workforce to pay the workforce to pay for pay less in transport costs. But Georgina Robertson has more. Park Yun-sun is one of South Korea's silver delivery couriers. He uses the subway each day delivering packages, earning the equivalent of around 500 euros a month, and he relies on his free metro pass, which he qualifies for as he is over 65. The advantage of this job is that I don't have any transportation expenses. I am a little tired, but it's a really good job. More than 233 million free rides were taken in the Seoul area last year. The city's government says the free riders are a financial burden. However, companies like Silver Quick are using the benefit as a key part of their business model. The recruitment criteria were set based on free tickets for seniors because delivery work requires a lot of subway travel and it costs a lot. That's why we recruit people over 65. Subway operators are considering fare hikes or lifting the eligible age, unless the national government shoulders some of the cost. We're not asking for the government to pay all of the free subway fares. We're saying the fare increases can be minimized with at least some government assistance. By 2050, more than half of all Korean workers will be aged 50 or over. The national pension system relies on workers supplementing their income, and yet most companies are reluctant to keep older workers. The phenomenon of silver deliveries is an exception, as it is common practice for employers in South Korea to set a mandatory age of retirement well below 60. Well, that's it for the business news, uh, Aaron. Charles Feligon, thank you very much.